Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. We're calling this one Dolly's Private Parts. We're referring to Dolly Parton and not Dolly the Sheep. (laughs) That's right. Or the clone of Dolly the Sheep. But did you know that there's a connection? No, I didn't. (laughs) There is, and we'll get to it in just a little bit. Okay. so That's intriguing. Yeah, yeah, there is a connection there. Um, Mm -hmm. So with the release of the Moderna vaccine and, you know, treatment for COVID. For the virus. For the virus. Yeah. Dolly was a, a, a pretty key player in getting that particular vaccine yeah, to market. Yeah, I heard about that on the news. Yeah, that act really kind of sparked or re-sparked my interest in Dolly Parton. I've always been somewhat of a fan, and I always thought she was a pretty cool lady. Yeah. And I thought, with that, I was just like, wow, okay, this woman is awesome, mm-hmm. and I want to know more about her. Yeah. So I did. I went digging. Interesting. To learn all the things that I could possibly learn. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm in nowhere near like all the things. Well, she's got a long life. She's She's been a star for forever. For a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get in. Mm-hmm. Let's dive right <laughs> let's in. Let's dive right in. So Dolly Parton is one of the most honored female country performers of all time. Well, sure. The Record Industry Association of America has certified 25 of her single or album releases as either gold record, platinum record, or multi-platinum record. Hmm. She has had 26 songs reach number one on the Billboard country charts. (laughs) Wow. She's won 10 Grammy Awards and a total of 50 Grammy nominations, making her the second most nominated female artist in Grammy history. Huh. She has won three American Music Awards, 10 Country Music Association Awards, including Entertainer of the Year. And in 1999, she was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. And she has two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. One for each boob. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Kind of a big deal. There's only a handful of of artists that have two stars. Yeah, it's too bad country music is terrible. Yeah, it's really too bad. Yeah. But it's not all terrible. I like some of her songs. I would never listen to any of it, but good for her. So Dolly was born in 1946 in Sevier County, Tennessee. She is the fourth of 12 children. My goodness. Born to Abby Lee Caroline and Robert Lee Parton Sr. Her father was a small-scale tobacco farmer, and her mother was a homemaker and pretty much pregnant constantly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, how could she not be? <laughs> right. In fact, all 12 children were born by the time Dolly's mother was 35. Wow. Can you imagine having 12 kids no, right now? No, she was now? just a baby factory. Dolly has always described her family as being dirt poor, and for many years, they all lived in a small one-bedroom well, cabin. Well, because there were so many of them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> the family was deeply religious and oh, regularly yeah, regularly attended services at the Church of God where Dolly's grandfather was the pastor. And that's a Pentecostal church, mm-hmm. by the way, for those wondering. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. Well, having that many kids like that, wow. Mm-hmm. It was at church that Dolly found her knack for music. 
Uh, She began singing and playing guitar at the age of six. And shortly after, she began singing on local radio and television stations in East Tennessee. And at the age of 13, she was signed to a very small record label, which eventually led to her being invited to the Grand Ole Opry, where she first met Johnny Cash. That's so crazy. 13 years old. And she's yeah. like already a big deal. Like Well, big enough to, to make it to, to the Grand To meet Johnny Cash. Yeah. That's cool. So she met Johnny Cash and, and um, he apparently was like, you've got something, kid. Well, that's, see, that's weird, though, because those... I mean, it works like this for all musicians, but specifically country musicians, you really got to keep them away for underage girls. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a, you really should. Yeah. Just Tread lightly rule. with that. Yeah, as a rule. <laughs> Dolly graduated from Sevier County High School in 1964, and literally the very next day, she moved to Nashville. Wow. And she was almost immediately picked up and signed on as a songwriter. She was really good at writing songs. Yeah. Yeah, no, she she was really good at it. Yeah. And many of her tunes were performed by famous country stars, including Hank Williams Jr. and Kitty Wells. Her desire, however, was to be a country singer, too. Yeah. So she was good at writing, but she was like, hey. I want to be a singer. I want to sing, too. Yeah. But she was met with quite a bit of resistance from the labels that she was working with. They wanted her to be a pop singer. And she was like, um, no. Yeah, I want to sing country. Yeah. So she wrote a song called Put It Off Until Tomorrow, which was sung by a guy named Bill Phillips. Phillips was a very famous country singer in the 50s and 60s. And Dolly sang harmony on the song, and it wound up being a pretty big hit. Hmm. And at that point, the record label was like, okay, we see you. (laughs) We'll let you have a go at country music. Being that it was the 1960s, and Dolly was a a woman, and be very young, Mm -hmm. she wasn't able to just leap right out onto any stage and become a star. So she teamed up with a guy named Porter Wagner. Do you know who that is? I have no idea. (laughs) I had to look into it too. He was really, really, really famous uh, country guy, Mm -hmm. country singer guy. But he rocked like a pompadour. Yeah. And he had, he's like real, real tall and lanky pompadour. And he wore these like, custom suits with like rhinestones so on had an them. elvis vibe kind of yeah okay so wagner um was a was a country singer who had a weekly television program and a road show mm-hmm. and dolly joined him and joined the show and the two performed together regularly wagner was also able to pressure rca to sign dolly as an artist but rca was like okay but only if she does duets with you. Yeah. No solos. Mm-hmm. Again. Yeah, I get it. Right. Well, because she was a woman. And, and it was the 60s. Yeah. And to be fair to RCA, Wagner was way more famous than Dolly at that point. Yeah, and there was no like Taylor Swift's. Like mm-hmm. you didn't. And yeah. RCA didn't want to potentially lose money on an unknown female artist. Mm-hmm. Well, the duo worked and, and it worked out well. Because they wound up putting out top 10 singles for six years straight. Yeah, country, they like the du- the duos, the like guy-girl combo. This one was a, a, was a, big thing a pretty powerful pairing. Yeah. <laughs> they did really, really well. Um, but despite the success as a, a duo, 
there was still a lot of resistance by RCA to let Dolly go out as a solo artist. And even Wagner, after seven years, was like, this is ridiculous. Like, let this let this lady sing. Yeah, let her sing. <laughs> like, she clearly can do it. Uh-huh. So in 1970, he persuaded Dolly to record Jimmy Rogers' song called Mule Skinner Blues. Okay. And Mule Skinner Blues was a country song first written and performed in 1930 and was a song that dozens of country artists had performed over the years. It was so overdone that it had kind of become a meme. Yeah. Like if you want to think of it in like 21st century terms, Mm -hmm. it had become sort of a joke. Yeah. And like a gimmick. (laughs) So Dolly did it. She recorded it and it was released and immediately shot up to number three on the music charts. Yeah. Like people loved it. Mm -hmm. And the success from singing this meme opened the door for Dolly and she released several more solo tracks over the next few years, including Joshua, Coat of Many Colors, and Jolene. And the song Jolene is what won Dolly international attention. And it also marked the beginning of the end of her partnership with Wagner. The duo parted ways in 1974, and shortly thereafter, Dolly wrote and released a little song called I Will Always Love You, which was a tribute to Wagner and his help to her over the years. Okay. Isn't that cute? That's sweet. I guess. That's sweet. Shortly after, she was approached by Elvis Presley, Mm -hmm. who wanted to perform I Will Always Love You on one of his upcoming albums, which Dolly was totally cool with, Mm -hmm. until... Presley's manager told her that it was standard procedure for the songwriter to sign over half of the publishing rights to any song recorded by Presley. Yeah. And Dolly was like, not no, but hell no. Yeah, no way. And that one decision has been credited with helping to make her millions of dollars in royalties from that song over the years. Probably. So between the late 70s and early 80s, Dolly was a steady figure in the country music scene, but she desired more. And this was an era of a lot of crossover artists experimenting with different genres, and Dolly was no exception. She ventured into the realm of mainstream music and even some pop, where she experienced moderate success. Her song, Here You Come Again, reached number three in the pop charts. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know any of these songs, but I mean... (laughs) I believe you. It was during that time that she also stepped up her television appearances and even did a highly publicized sit-down interview with Barbara Walters. Oh. Yeah. She hosted and or co-hosted several television specials and wound up starring in a few movies, too. Yeah. Mm. I kind of can think of her being in movies, but I don't know which ones. Well, in 1980, Dolly starred alongside Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin in a movie called Nine to Five, Hmm. which had a corresponding song by the same name, written and performed by Dolly. Right on. The song reached number one in both the country charts and the pop charts. And Dolly was a mainstream hit and people loved her. Yeah. She wound up doing guest appearances on numerous television shows, including Designing Women, And she starred in several movies after 9 to 5, including The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas and Still Magnolias. Wow. Have you ever seen either of those? No. You've never seen Still Magnolias? No. Jason. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's such a good movie. 
We'll have to watch it. Mm -hmm. Despite her incredible fame and fortune, Dolly never forgot where she came from. And I think that's why people love her so much. Yeah. During her rise to mainstream success, Dolly funneled a great deal of her earnings back into the communities of East Tennessee. This eventually led to the formation of the Dollywood Company and the launch of Dollywood Amusement Park. Dollywood is currently the 24th most popular theme park in the U.S. (laughs) And the Dollywood Company owns not only the park, but a thriving dinner theater splash country water park and the dream more spa and resort wow they also have branches of the dinner theater in um, branson missouri and myrtle beach south carolina in missouri really yeah so in branson there's kind of like a second uh myrtle beach slash pigeon forge tourist trap huh so like I know that that's the headquarters for like the Titanic Tennessee Titanic you know that uh that attraction over yeah. Legend Ford like their headquarters in is in Branson. That's weird. Okay. So Dollywood is the twenty fourth most popular theme or amusement park in the U S. To put that into perspective, there are hundreds. Well, yeah. Of theme parks or amusement parks around the country, and in uh, Tennessee alone, there are sixteen. Yeah. And I was curious, so I just went Googling. (laughs) Um, In North Carolina, we have seven. Wow. And in South Carolina, there are eight. Oh, boy. Yeah, South Carolina. More theme parks by one. So Dolly even dabbled in production work when she became co-owner of Sand Dollar Productions, which produced both movies and television. Do you remember the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I never watched it, but I remember it existing. Yeah, that was Dolly Parton. Oh. That was Dolly. That was her production company. Wow. Do you remember the movie Father of the Bride? Again, I never watched Steve it, but Martin. I remember it existing. Yeah. Well, that was Dolly's company, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah. So, she was dabbling. She was into all the things. Yeah. Amusement parks, movies, yeah, television. Yeah, she was a mogul. Yeah, mogul. She's like a white country Jay-Z. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now... To get to the good stuff, mm-hmm. Dolly's private parts. Okay. <laughs> the name of this episode. Uh-huh. So a lot of people don't know this, but Dolly is married and has been married to the same man since 1966. Wow. Mm-hmm. His name is Carl Thomas Dean. And apparently Carl just isn't into the fame yeah, yeah, he's and celebrity stuff. Mm-hmm. He ran an asphalt business in Nashville for years until he retired. So like while Dolly's going out and performing uh-huh. for millions and being on television and he's just making asphalt. He's out laying, laying asphalt. Yeah. That's huh. it. that was his job. <laughs> yeah, he was probably a pretty boring dude. Yeah, I don't know if he was pretty boring. Well, I bet he was, and that's what she liked about him. I guess. It's just interesting though, because mm-hmm. a lot of people just always figured she was wasn't married because he was never in any kind of like public yeah. eye with her. I guess I never really thought about it. Well, there you go. According to Dolly, Carl has only seen her perform in public once. (laughs) Isn't that nice? Wow. Yeah. But despite the lack of public appearances, Dolly assures the public that Carl is very much a real person and that they have a very strong and deep love for one another. And they must because, I mean, she posed for the cover of Playboy in Mm. 1978. Yeah. And he, I guess he was cool with that. Yeah, know? well, he like, was... whatever. Yeah. To be noted, though, she did, she refused to pose nude. Uh-huh. She only did the cover, and she gave a very extensive and candid interview for that issue. And, of course, this was also the catalyst for the public conversation about Dolly's physique. Yeah. Namely, her breasts. Her boobies. And it's no secret that Dolly 
has had a lot of plastic and cosmetic surgery, and she's not shy about it either. She yeah. regularly jokes that, quote, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, no, she's got a really good sense of humor yeah. about it. But yeah, that being on Playboy mm-hmm. kind of opened up the public to yeah. just comment on her. Yeah, I mean, she kind of opened the door for, mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. And I think she kind of knew she was doing that. Yeah. And now, to go back to your earlier question, the sheep. Yeah. <laughs> so back in the 90s, scientists cloned a sheep. Yep. From a cell. It was the first time they cloned a mammal, right? Yeah, it was. It was. So the cell that was used for the cloning came from the mammary gland of a healthy adult sheep. Huh. And when the scientists were tasked with naming this cloned sheep... They were like, it came from a boob, so we're going to call it Dolly. They chose Dolly. Wow. And when they were asked how they chose the name, the scientists said, quote, Dolly, the sheep, is derived from a mammary gland cell, and we couldn't think of a more impressive pair of glands than (laughs) Dolly Parton's. (laughs) Well, there you go, scientists. So Dolly the sheep, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was a connection to Dolly Parton. And that goes to my favorite of all sayings, which goes, if something's like really top heavy, you say it's more top heavy than Dolly Parton up a flagpole. Yes, there's so many jokes. Which is a really good way of saying something's top heavy. Right. But there's, then there's just so many jokes in general about Dolly's boobs. Yeah. And there have been over the years. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, boobs aside, yeah. what really got our attention here on the Carolina Snowflakes and was the motivator for the episode is Dolly's philanthropy. Yeah. Several years ago, I learned about Dolly's Imagination Library, um, and it's a program that fosters literacy in young children by sending kids who are enrolled in the program one book each month. A book a month. Uh-huh. And it's a program housed under, under the umbrella of the Dollywood Foundation, and as of 2018, there were 850,000 children across the U.S., Canada, the UK and Ireland receiving books every month. Wow. Yeah, kind of a big deal. When I yeah, first she's learned like about that, kids to read. yeah, she's really big on reading yeah. and literacy and children and their precious developing brains. Yeah, well, she was one of 12 kids. She probably saw what happens when you don't do it. Yeah, well, her father was illiterate. He couldn't read. Yeah, so um, like to her, it was like, well, this actually matters. Yeah, and it's kind of a big deal. When yeah. I first learned about the um, the library that she was doing, I thought that was so cool. I was mm-hmm. like, really? Dolly? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You rock. So the Dollywood Foundation has also helped to fund HIV and AIDS research, as well as a cancer center located in Sevierville. In 2006, she partnered with PETA for an ad campaign that encouraged pet owners to keep their dogs indoors rather than chained outside. Well, yeah. She like wrote a song and yeah, don't don't put the dog outside, Mm -hmm. dick. She has also won a partnership award from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services for her efforts to help save and protect bald eagles through her (sighs) sanctuary located at Dollywood. Yeah, and it's hell American too. Yeah, it's like a win-win for her. Win-win. Yeah. 2016, Dolly helped to raise nearly $9 million to assist the families and businesses impacted by the Smoky Mountain wildfires. Yeah, there was a fire and it like burned down Nashville and she she gave a lot of money to fix it. It wasn't Nashville, it was Pigeon Forge, Pigeon Forge. and Gatlinburg. Yeah. yeah. 
Fourteen people died and 190 others were injured when wildfires destroyed nearly 18,000 acres in the Pigeon Forge area of Tennessee. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was. Well, that's right over the hill from yeah, us. Yeah, it was it's crazy. Nuts. Yeah, $9 million. Wow. Thanks, Dolly. Yeah, she really cares about where she came from. You she can tell. does. And then in 2020, Dolly stepped up yet again when she donated $1 million to Vanderbilt University for research into a COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. And in November of 2020, it was announced that Dolly's donation did in fact help fund the Moderna vaccine that is currently being administered around the world. Yeah, I know. It's That's so awesome. Yes. That's the reason I like Dolly Parton awesome. has saved humanity. Yeah. <laughs> like, like. Yes. I, that's freaking awesome. And I have to say, that's the thing about her that draws my attention the most. Yeah. So I'm like sitting here going, like, can this woman get any greater? And can we please just like give her all the awards? Yeah. And can we make her our honorary president? <laughs> yeah. Like, is that a thing? Can yeah. we just Can we just go ahead and put her in? She's gotten like, she's like, two or three honorary doctorates from different wow um universities like this woman mm-hmm. <laughs> this woman is amazing she is yeah so anyway so that's kind of a very to the point breakdown dolly parton like what i found most interesting and obviously there's so much more yeah um and one of one place that people can turn to learn even more um is on npr they released a nine-part series wow in 2019 called dolly parton's america where people can tune in and listen and it starts with like her childhood all the way up through today so i guess that's the sort of story of dolly parton i didn't know most of that um i never really paid any attention to her because i i don't know i just never did Well, you weren't really like a country music. No, I've always kind of hated country music. And I don't think your parents really listened to it either, did they? No, I have a story about that, actually. When I was a kid, my dad, you know how like when you're a kid, like one parent might think it's funny to tell you a sentence to tell to the other parent? (laughs) So my dad would be, was like, hey, Jason, I'll never forget this. I was probably like five, you know? He's like, go in the kitchen and tell your mom, I hate country and pop music. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) And like pushes me into the kitchen and I tell my mom that and she bursts out laughing knowing that was dad told me to say that. And I like, I guess I always sort of took that to heart. Like, yeah, I I, hate country and pop music. Yeah, just just didn't like it at Mm. all. So she was never on my radar until I noticed her getting mentioned for her charitable acts. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that kept happening. And I was like, well, this lady seems like she's actually pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you were talking about the song, I Will Always Love You. I had always thought that was a Whitney Houston song. (laughs) And I... Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I wasn't going to do the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was her. I thought that was like a... I thought she was talking about Bobby Brown or cocaine or something. (laughs) No, that was that song was Dolly's uh-huh. song. Dolly to this dude who looked like Elvis. Yeah, she yeah. she wrote and sang that song, and then Whitney covered it uh-huh. in the Bodyguard. Yeah, I, I think for me, I guess it was one of those songs that you don't know it's a cover. Yeah, you just until assume later. that the person you heard singing it is the one mm-hmm. who originated it. Yeah, and I I know that happens to a lot of people. I think Nirvana. Oh, yeah. The Man Who Sold the World uh, is probably the most common. That's a Bowie song, but like most people don't n- attribute it to Bowie. Yeah, they they assign it to Nirvana. For sure, that they song. They heard sing it. Well, and then also you have to keep in mind when it comes to Dolly, like she she really got her start and her her launch with songwriting. Yeah. So she's got 
hundreds of songs out there that have been sung by other people over the years. And then also she's got songs that she sang that have then since been covered by other artists. Yeah, it's sometimes there are musicians who are like that. And like, I think a lot of the regular public doesn't know. Yeah, so it gets it just kind of gets convoluted because you don't know. You're just hearing what's on the radio. Exactly. And assume that that person singing it is the one who wrote it and where it came from. So me growing up hating country music, it would have never dawned on me how prolific she really was and how much she really did uh, in the industry. But like now that I know it, it's just like more reason to like her. I mean, like that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I still don't like country, but I mean, it's awesome <laughs> that she did good at it. <laughs> yeah, she did really well at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because I'm not a fan of the style of music doesn't mean it's not awesome to be good at it. There's a lot of music I don't listen to that it's cool to be good at. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't listen to jazz albums, but it's cool to be good at jazz. Sure, you have respect for it. Yeah, is same what you're thing. Saying. Yeah, you're like I may not listen to it personally, but I respect right. the artistry here. Uh huh. And I'm, I'm sure she's really damn good at it. And like, if you've got an ear for that stuff, then that's 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 it. But I don't like. It sounds like Nickelback to me. It's terrible. <laughs> and I've always said that Nickelback's biggest flaw is that they sound like country. Do they? Uh, to me, they do. Uh... When I hear a Nickelback song, it sounds like country to me. Maybe, I guess. I yeah. don't I don't even really like to think about what they sound like. Yeah. Because be it's honest. so terrible. It's it makes just, your ears bleed. Yeah. And then I go like deaf for three <laughs> yeah. days and it's awful. Yeah. So that's how all like all country sounds to me, basically. I understand. Mm-hmm. But the point still remains that Dolly is pretty Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Cool. And that's yeah. the thing. I I've never had any more respect for her than I do now. Yeah, especially with the vaccine and mm-hmm. Her helping to make that happen. And the fact that she makes fun of herself and that she she's... does. She apparently has a really good sense of humor and she's not afraid to 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 self deprecate and to mm-hmm. joke about herself and right. her her surgeries yeah. and you know, her boobs. And she took Dixie out of the Dixie Stampede, which she I, did. I, I, I I guess I have mixed feelings about that. It's I don't now really... I think just called the Dolly Parton Stampede. Yeah. That's but, the, the dinner theater. Yeah, I don't know if that makes it not racist or not. I, I'm still, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know, but at least she did. Yeah, yeah. At least she did. Yeah. I'm sure it's still mostly white people, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Dollywood? I have when I was when I was a kid. I don't really re- remember much of it. I, you know what I remember being getting car sick. Oh, you had to go through the winding mm-hmm. mountain roads to get there. Yeah, so it, it's to not then a pleasant sit on memory. a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> all these like swirlings and twirlings. Yeah, it's not a really pleasant memory. So yeah. all I remember is car sick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went. I've been. I think I've been like a few times. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was like young. Did you ever see kid. her there? I never saw Dolly. I did see her sister, though. What's her sister? Molly? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Parton? No. I can't remember her name. Like Stella or something? Polly? Or... No, it's not Polly or Molly. <laughs> no. Wouldn't that be funny, though? Yeah. Uh, and this is my brother, Jolly. <laughs> yeah. And by golly. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I ever... I can't remember. I don't think I ever saw Dolly, but I did see her sister. No, I take that back. I did see Dolly because I happened to be there one year for the parade. Oh, yeah, they do a parade. Yeah, and Dolly was in the parade. Cool. So I did get to see her. Neat. Yeah. Was she like doing the um the classic wave the the, the sort Miss of beauty America pageant wave queen yeah. wave? Yeah, she was. I figured she was. Mm-hmm. That's so that your arm doesn't get tired. I think. Is that why they do it like that? Yeah, because like you gotta your, sit there and wave like you that just for twist forever. Your forearm with yeah. your hand lightly cupped. It's like the least amount of work for a wave because <laughs> you get tired. That is pretty like 
I feel like I could do this for a while. Yeah, for a while. Uh huh. I'm sitting here like waving. Like, yeah, that's well, because podcasting is a visual medium. Yeah, so people don't realize I'm sitting here waving <laughs> and going. I think I could do this. Yeah, for an extended period of yeah, time. This is great. Yeah, quality audio. And then when that does wear out, you just switch to the other one mm-hmm. and start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so I imagine that's what she was doing. It's probably sitting on the back of a car or something. Um, yeah, she was like way up high on something. I can't remember what it was. Well, I'm happy to know that she contributed to the vaccine and to getting rid of this shitty year that and was 2020. And to helping kids read. Yeah. And to helping little children read. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. So they can look back and read about how shitty 2020 was. And did you know was. that even that during the, the first like couple months of lockdown... When everything shut down, uh-huh. Dolly went on um, live stream every Thursday evening and read books. Yeah. So kids could listen to her before bed. Wow. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, she was giving the little kids bedtime stories. That is sweet. Uh-huh. It was like bedtime stories with Dolly or wow. something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so her being that awesome, I mean, I got to give her credit and... I got to say, she helped make 2020 less of a shit show yeah, than it well, would She been helped otherwise. give us a, a glimmer of hope. <laughs> but we're recording this as of right now. It's not 2020 anymore. It no, is 2021. It's 2021. And we wanted to say Happy New Year to everybody. And mm. I really hope this one's better. <laughs> it's got to be, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, God. Knock on wood. Yeah. So I hope everybody out there who's listening, we really appreciate you. Um, We got started last year. We're getting stoked about another year of doing this podcast. It's Mm going to be great. Mm -hmm. 2021 is going to be even bigger and better than ever. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in and stay tuned with us through 2021 because we have a lot to talk about. We do. We've got lots of great episodes coming and we really appreciate everybody that's listening. And that does it for this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. But tune in next week because we might talk about breasts again. (laughs) Or we might not. Who knows? You're going to have to tune in to find out. If you like talking about breasts, um, you can find us on the internet at carolinasnowflakes.com. Or you can discuss breasts with your friends on Facebook and us. Facebook.com forward slash carolina snowflakes or you can send us an email with pictures of your breasts at gmail carolina snowflakes at gmail.com gmail.com thanks for listening bye